The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Nicole, and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom, all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it, and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds Papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Hey, it's Mariana. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode is my first ever Q&A. I posted this Q&A on Instagram and I wanted to do this episode with you guys as a solo episode to dive a little deeper into some questions you guys wanted to ask that maybe you couldn't answer in just an Instagram story. So there's a couple questions here from how do I start my day? How do I find motivation to work out and manifestation tips? So if you guys want to hear some of these answers and more questions, keep listening and don't forget to subscribe to Life with Mariana because I've got new episodes every Tuesday and just a little reminder that the Sephora sale is coming up so it's the perfect time to stock up on some of your favorites from Summer Fridays. You can try our vitamin C serum CC Me. If you're looking for a hydration serum, we've got Dream Oasis. It's a deep hydration serum that's got hyaluronic acid and glycerin. There's also our retinol which is incredible. It's a gentle retinol and don't forget you guys should be wearing sunscreen every single day so try our Shade Drops Mineral Milk sunscreen and if you're looking for a moisturizer, there's two different options for you. So one is Cloud Dew. It's a gel cream moisturizer. It's really great to wear for daytime. I love how it wears underneath makeup and sunscreen. It's an amazing formula. Or if you want something with a little bit more hydration, try our jet lag mask. You can use this as a mask, a moisturizer, eye cream. It really does it all. And if you're traveling, the mini size is especially great to take with you because you could just take it everywhere. I use it as a hand cream uh, and everything cream. It really does it all. And women's wear daily, I think they called it like the Swiss army knives and moisturizers because it really is one of those things that does everything. And both of those moisturizers are non-comedogenic and fragrance-free. Now let's get into the episode. I'm so excited to do this episode because I felt like I was always answering ask me anything or questions on Instagram, but I thought that this was more in depth so I could actually talk to you guys a little bit more about things. So let's just jump right into the questions. So the first question is motivation to work out. And this is not come natural to me. Like working out is now a part of my routine, but because I made it a part of my schedule, not because I really wanted it to become a part of my schedule. So I know that overall for my longevity, my health and wellness, like it really is important to have this as part of my daily habits and take care of myself. And I want to be mobile and flexible and strong for the rest of my life. And I think as I've gotten older, the more I realize it's about being strong and having mobility and flexibility as we age so that we can do more things so that for decades to come, I can be well and be independent and It's also about taking care of myself in general so that, you know, there's so many things we can control in our lives, but there's so many things that we can't. So let me take care of myself and to the best of my control and ability to feel good because you never know what life is going to throw at you. I think the pandemic was one of those things where I was like, wow, like there's this thing going on that we cannot control. So like, what can I do to take care of my overall well-being and wellness? And I think it's about reminding yourself, why am I working out? What am I doing this for? So for myself, I'm doing this for my long-term health and well-being because 
I see how independent my mom and my dad are in their 70s and their 80s. And I think it's because my dad is really active. He does things a few times a week where he's still walking a lot and very mobile and independent. And my mom, she walks all the time too. And she's very active and they're both young in their mind and their body. And I see that if you do things for yourself for decades to come, you can you know, try the best that you can to take care of your health in the long term. And that I know that being strong is really good for your bones and all these things. So now that I'm in my late 30s, I really am thinking about things of my overall health and wellness. And I think what makes it easier too is one, to practice gratitude around your body all of your senses, your mobility, the ability to go do things, the ability to go work out. You know, like those times when you are sick or you're not feeling well and you're like, oh, I wish I could just go do this thing. I wish I was feeling good to go do it. Remember those days when you are feeling good and remember like, wow, I'm so grateful that I get to go do this thing, that I have the ability to go move my body and take care of myself. And then another question too that you can ask yourself, I think this was from the Doc Amen episode that I did with him, was asking yourself before you do things like, is this good for my brain or bad for my brain? Is this good for my health or bad for my health. So when I ask myself things, it's like, is this good for my future self? Like, will my future self be thankful that I went and did this thing? And the answer is probably yes. When I'm like 90 years old, am I going to think to myself, wow, I'm so happy that 35-year-old Mariana decided that we were going to make Pilates a part of our everyday routine because now when I'm 90, I'm so mobile, I'm so flexible, I'm so independent, and it's because I took care of myself for decades. So it's really a long-term thing. And then I think it's about finding something you actually enjoy doing. Find yourself going to a workout or have some sort of daily practice that you don't enjoy doing or you just hate it. Maybe that's not the right thing for you. And it's about finding what does work for you. So finding something that you really enjoy. So maybe get a class pass or find some free workout videos on YouTube and test and try a couple different things. Is it spin? Is it walking? Is it running? Is it jogging? Is it going for hikes? Is it Pilates? Is it weight training? Is it body resistance work? Like what type of thing do you enjoy the most? And test and try a bunch of different things and find the thing that's the most enjoyable for you. And sometimes it's not even that it's a type of workout, like maybe you just went to the wrong class. So maybe it's that you love Pilates, but you went to a class and maybe this type didn't work for you, but you went to another place that really did. So test and try different methods, different teachers. There's so many great free videos on YouTube where you can try a bunch of different things out and test and try the thing that you enjoy the most or make it a fun activity you do with someone. So is it a date that you have with your partner? Is it something that you do with friends? Is once a week, instead of going to dinner or going to drinks with a friend, do you guys try out a new workout class with? It's a community thing where you're building a relationship and trying something new with someone else. So having that workout buddy not only gets you to try more things, but it's kind of like a date with a friend and it's really motivating because you can keep each other accountable and you guys can find something new to do together. And another thing too is to just be consistent. So I'm really kind with myself. Like I schedule it a few times a week in my calendar. If I have to move things around or cancel it, it's fine, but at least it is my intention that that week I'm going to try to go work out three to four times a week because I know it's good for my future self. The next question is, how do I plan my days? And this is always a work in progress for me. And I am self-employed, have a business, have a podcast, have influencer work. So my schedule is a little bit all over the place. And I've had to test and try different things that work the best it can for me while still allowing myself to have flexibility because things are always moving, which is a little challenging at times. But through the podcast, not only am I finding out amazing value for you guys, but I'm learning so much for myself. I pick up so many amazing tips from people along the way. And there are a few people who I interviewed like Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Emma Greed from Skims and Good American, 
Chriselle Lim from Fleur, who's also an influencer. And I asked all of these people, like, how do you guys do it all? And they are also mothers on top of doing all this. And I'm like, what do you do for your schedule? And I have heard so many people talk about time blocking and not only time blocking, but blocking days by type of work. So Barbara Corcoran was saying like, you know, she has certain days that are work days and she has certain days that are for press. And then Emma was saying she has times in her schedule for creativity. And then she has certain days that are free time. And so I had to really think about my schedule like that for myself. So very, very loosely, I have two days that are set for like very focused summer Fridays days. And then I have a day that's focused for very focused podcast day. And then on the other days, I focus on content creation. So I know like, okay, if it's a podcast day, then when I get up that morning, I'm either editing next week's episode, I'm recording ads and intro, I'm prepping for guests, or I'm recording with guests. So that whole day is really focused on podcasts, either recording or prep or editing. Then that day, I know, okay, I don't have to get ready today because I'm not going to be on camera. But if it's a Summer Fridays office day, I'm putting on like my business hat that day. And then the Summer Fridays team knows, okay, if we need Mariana and Lauren for interviews or for meetings, we can put everything on these days because these days are dedicated towards this type of job. And then for influencer work, if I have things that day, I usually try to plan it where if I know I have to go to an event that day around lunch or dinner, I have to get ready anyway that day. I'm doing my hair and makeup. So are those days, am I filming stories those days of getting ready? Did I film a TikTok of doing my makeup? Am I shooting content because now I'm dressed and ready to go somewhere? So how can I batch doing those around that sort of day? And then every day I have email time set into my calendar. So I have a couple breaks throughout the day where I'm checking emails, like solid blocks of like chunk of time. And then I also am like on Slack. And so if anyone needs something urgent for me or somebody can text me. So all of my jobs still like I do podcast influencer summer Fridays every day of the week. But then I have certain days where each things are broken into certain categories. So it's day blocked and time blocked. And then what I like to do at night as part of my evening routine before I go to bed, I write on my schedule for the next day. And the reason I do this is because one, I see, does anything need to be moved for tomorrow or moved around or rescheduled? Because sometimes things come up and I have scheduled something else like a long time ago and I didn't realize there was an overlap or I'm not able to do something. I also try to do that on Fridays for the next week, just in case I have to move something around. And then another reason I like to do that is because in the morning, instead of sitting down and need to figuring out what I need to do that day, I already have a plan and an action plan of what has to be done that day. So I usually write down my entire day by the hour, what I'm doing at every single hour. And then I have a to-do list. And then I always write my to-do list with the most important thing at the top. So I make sure I for sure if I don't get anything else done on this list today, the very first thing on my list is definitely completed. And then I go down the list from there. It's definitely challenging to have an ongoing to-do list and so many things and then so many things pop up. And then for influencer stuff, there ends up being sometimes events that are like lunchtime or daytime or evening. So it's about also prioritizing for me, saying no for things. And unfortunately, like I can't say yes to everything. So the things I really say yes to, it's like, is this really meaningful for me? Is this a brand that I want to support? Is this a brand that I work with? Is this a friend that I want to support? Is there a reason why I'm going to this thing because I can't go to everything? And so I have to be really smart with my time. And I also still want to have free time outside of work to spend time with myself or family and friends and do things outside of like my working hours. So I try my hardest to schedule working things between working hours of like usually between like eight and six. And then if I go to an event at night, it's because I really want to go support this brand or it's something I really love and want to do because then those days end up being a little bit longer. And then usually on the weekends, I try not to work or I will catch up on emails, but I'll schedule to send them on Monday morning so that people aren't getting emails or slacks from me on the weekend. 
So to recap, I day block and I time block. And then at night before the next morning, I write out my to-do list for the next day. So I know exactly what I'm doing at every single time and the most important things on my to-do list. And then I also have everything in my calendar on my phone so that we know exactly what's happening for me every day and every hour. And I'm very, very clear on what I have to do that day. Spring is here and it's time for a reset. I actually have been doing a lot of this resetting in my own home, in my shower, in my beauty routine. And the best way to give your hair the reset it needs this spring is scalp care. Healthier really starts at the scalp and Way's got the scalp care to help you let your hair down this season and get it looking stronger, fuller, and healthier. So if you're feeling flaky or your hair is looking dull, Way has a product to help you care from the top down and meet all of your hair care goals. I love Waze products because they really work for my hair. And I love that if I'm looking for something, whether it's scalp care or detox or a serum, they have something specifically for what I'm looking for. I use the scalp serum one time. My scalp was just feeling so dry. It made it feel so refreshed that now this is a staple in my hair care routine. There's a couple different products that I think you guys will love. So one is the anti-dandruff shampoo. It helps to fight flakes and it soothes your scalp. There's also the detox shampoo. It gives your scalp and hair a reset. I love this one if I've been styling my hair a lot, using a lot of dry shampoo and I just need to cleanse away all of that buildup. And the one that I shared with you that I love already is the scalp serum. This really balances and hydrates the scalp. I love how it feels on my hair. It's a daily scalp serum. You guys can use this a day or night or wet or dry hair. It just really soothes any irritation and keeps your hair looking stronger and healthier. Just hydrate it in a balanced scalp. So the way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com slash Mariana15 for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com slash Mariana15. I'm doing a little spring cleaning. So I actually just did a closet clean out the other day and I wanted to just refresh my wardrobe. And then as I was taking some things out, I wanted to add some more pieces in. And one of my favorite sites to shop on is Farfetch. Farfetch is the global platform for modern luxury, which is powered by an international network of over 800 boutiques and more than 500 designers. You can find emerging labels, iconic super brands, and rare vintage finds all in one place. I love when I can shop by different categories and discover things that I'm actually looking for. And in this episode, I talk a little bit about my personal style and style tips for myself. And one of my favorite things is to invest in wardrobe essentials. So they've got a whole section on the site with new closet staples. So if you need anything in this section, you can go here and build your capsule wardrobe for yourself. So something else I really love on the site is the pre-owned section. So a lot of times I maybe missed out on something or there's a specific item that I need or I want to shop a favorite vintage item from a designer that I love. Everything is categorized on here and I love shopping on here because I feel like I can get something really unique and special. On the pre-owned section, they have everything from coats and bags to jewelries and accessories. And then I love my new things too. So I love to go to New Inn and just see what all the new items are every day because I like to just know what's out there and what's trending. Farfetch is currently offering 10% off when you spend $200 up until May 6, 2023. Just use code LIFEWITH at checkout. Brand exclusions apply and terms and conditions can be found on the Farfetch website. Start exploring Farfetch now and choose your new forever piece from the new season or pre-love collections. Your choice, your Farfetch. The next question is advice you'd give yourself if you were just starting out as an influencer. And I love talking about this topic because I feel... Like it is such an incredible time to be a creator. When I started back in the day, which was a very long time ago, it was 11 years ago, 
it was not like it was today. There were not as many opportunities and there were not people who I looked up to that I could aspire to have a career like theirs because it was just in the early days when we were all just trying to figure it out at the same time. Brands didn't have influencer budgets yet. There weren't like so many managements like there are today. You couldn't do UGC. Like there were not a lot of places to learn about linking and opportunities. Brands barely wanted to gift. And so today, yes, it is more competitive, but there is also so much opportunity and so many different types of creators and so many platforms. So it's such an incredible time. You just have to have a strategy when you're thinking about this. So if you're thinking there are so many people who want to be creators right now, it's an amazing time, but I really need to think of this as a business. So if you were starting a new business today and you wanted to start a company, you would probably go in with some sort of game plan of where do you want your products to be sold? How much do you want to sell it for? What are my dreams for the brand? Where do I want to be in a couple of years? What is my loose business plan? Being a creator is the same thing. So if you want to be a creator, think of this as a business plan and think of this as having a strategy. So you can't just go into it and just be randomly posting things, which yes, of course, that does work. But if you have strategy behind it, it really does help a lot. So you can test and try things of what really is working for you. So I know that people feel a certain way about niches. But I think a niche is important. So when I first started 11 years ago, my niche was beauty. And it was because I truly and genuinely love beauty products. I feel like if one of my friends were to go buy something and they didn't ask me first, I would be offended that they didn't ask me what the best product was, what my favorite thing was, because I felt like I had really tested and tried every single thing because I want to use like my most favorite products all the time. And so when I'm recommending something, it's because I truly just love it so much. So when I was creating content, it was because that's how I felt. And it wasn't because I thought this was a job because I had no idea at the time, but it became my niche because it was the genuine thing I wanted to love and share and talk about. I loved creating content around it and I wanted to share my favorite things with a mass amount of people and being online was the only way to do that. So a niche is important for a couple of different things. And I think your niche can also be your personality. It can be the city you live in. It can be the way you create content. So there's so many ways to think about your niche, but If you think that you want to be a creator or an influencer because you want to work with brands, it is ultimately important to brand yourself so that you have a reason why a brand would work with you. So let's say your niche is you only eat gluten-free foods. And I am a brand that is coming out with a gluten-free protein powder. And I'm looking for creators who talk about gluten-free diets and gut health and why they eat gluten-free or whatever it is. And I'm specifically looking for these types of people. When I'm going as a brand and I'm looking for paid partnerships, I want to work with somebody who naturally and organically talks about this content so that when I'm partnering with someone and I'm paying a creator, it's because it will fit into their niche. So maybe they do talk about all these other things. And as a brand, you end up working with people who are experts. You talk with people who are mega influencers so you can get to a big reach of people. There's all different kinds, but I think having a niche is really important if you want to work with brands. So figure out what your niche is. What are you passionate about? Not because you see this online, but like genuinely in your own life, what do you love talking about so much that your family and friends come to you and ask you for recommendations of this thing? Is it because you love hamburgers so much and you've tried every single hamburger in your city? So you are you the hamburger expert? Like Keith Lee, for example, is somebody that I love following on TikTok and I love following him because I see he has amazing food recommendations. Like if I ever go to Vegas, I know I have a list of places to go try because of places 
places that he has recommended. And not only has he branded himself as someone who reviews food, but also who supports small businesses. So if I am a credit card company and I am starting out a credit card for small business loans, maybe I go to Keith Lee because I know he supports small businesses. And if I work with him on something, it's because he has this audience of people who want to support small businesses too. So that's why I think a niche is really important because I'm sure you can think of yourself, if I tell you right now, I'm thinking about hair and I want to figure out like what are the best dry shampoos and styling products. You could probably think of a couple hair influencers. And that's why niches are important because there's probably a go-to person you think about for something. I also think personality can be a niche too. So that's why I think it is important to be authentic and show your personality. And that doesn't mean you have to be overly open. It just means showing who you are so people feel like they have a reason to connect with you and follow you and continue to follow you for many years to come. And another thing is to create quality content. And that doesn't mean overly produced. That doesn't mean you need to get a camera. That just means create content that your followers want to see is of high quality. So that means like high value. Are they learning something from you? Are they gaining something from following you other than just showing them a pretty picture or a pretty video? So on TikTok, I think is an amazing example that you can create content, can be with an iPhone, you can film it within the app, but it's still quality content because I just learned something from following your page. There's so many pages I follow on TikTok where I feel like I'm learning something from following them. And I love the value that they add to my life like Hank Green. And I would also tell myself to have some sort of strategy around the type of influencer I want to be and the type of brands that I want to work with. So let's say you have five dream brands in beauty you want to work with and you really love them a lot. You probably already have products from them. Create content around the brands that you love and have strategy around it so that you can get on their radar so that they do see you posting about their brand, tagging their brand, linking them. So if there are opportunities for paid opportunities for events or trips, they're already on their radar because you're sharing them all the time. So to recap this section, one would be to have a niche to create quality content and to think of a business plan and strategy around the content you're creating and make sure that you're always tagging and including the dream brands that you want to work with. Getting into the next question is, I feel so behind in life. How to cope with feeling of not achieving full potential? And I know it's really challenging in life personally or professionally to feel behind. And personally, I'll just share a story in my own life. So I am 36 years old. I'm going to be 37 this year. And I think almost every single one of my friends is either married, engaged, or have kids. And I could look at that and be like, wow, I'm the, my only friend that's not married. <laughs> I'm my only friend that didn't have a kid. But I can feel happy for my friends and happy for other people and still be on my own journey and not compare myself to them. And that's really come with age. Like if I told myself this 10 years ago, I would have had a challenging time in my 20s because in my 20s, I did spend a lot of my time comparing and doing all those things. But now looking back, it's like, why did I spend all my time doing that? Because it didn't really matter because it didn't change anything. My life was still going to happen the way that it did anyway. And wasting time and energy comparing myself to other people just made me unhappy in the moment instead of enjoying the moment that I was in. And a really good exercise I did for myself, and it was probably one of the most like life-changing things I did for myself as far as my comparison journey and being okay with where I am in my life and my age. And I've shared this story before. Maybe you guys have heard this is I wrote down on a piece of paper in my journal and I'm like tearing up thinking about this because it was so incredibly helpful for me to do this because it is challenging when you see other people doing things that you want and you think that things are supposed to happen at a certain age in your life. Like I remember in my 20s, 
I felt like, oh my God, by the time I'm 30, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to do these things. And 30 came and I didn't hit these things for this artificial deadline that I really didn't need to put on myself. It was so unnecessary. And I, I did this exercise post turning 30. So I had a challenging time with this in my 20s. I feel better about this in my 30s. So I hope that me sharing this with you is a little bit of hindsight from like your older sister friend who is telling you that I went through this. So the exercise that I did for myself was on a piece of paper, I wrote down all my ages and I wrote everything that I wanted to accomplish at a certain age from personal things, professional things, any like tiny or big life goal that I thought I wanted to accomplish. And by the time I got to 45 on this list, I ran out of things to talk about. And then I looked at this list and I was like, oh my gosh, if I accomplish all of these things by the time I'm 45, what left do I have looked forward to? Like there is nothing left in my life after 45. And I hope to live double that at least until my 90s or beyond. I mean, my grandparents live to be over 100 on my mom's side. So I hope to live a very long and healthy life. And so I was like, if I accomplish all these things by 45, then what? And then it took so much pressure off of me of feeling this need of having to do things by a certain time because I realized that life is long. And when we started Summer Fridays, I remember I was like bummed because I was over 30 and I was like, well, I'll never make Forbes 30 under 30. And as incredible as these lists are, and I think it's really inspiring for people to see that you can do things at a young age, I think they need to have older lists where people 40 over 40, 50 over 50, 60 over 60, 70 over 70, like what can we do in our future and you know, our lives to come in our second life and like what future jobs and things can we do so we don't feel pressure like we have to do things by a certain time. And so by doing this exercise for myself, it took so much pressure off me needing to feel like I had to do things by a certain time. And so I hope that that shares a little story with you about how I could take that pressure off for myself. And I urge you to do this for yourself, like take out a piece of paper, write down all these ages, write down all these artificial deadlines you're giving yourself of certain ages you want to do something. And then when do you run out of things? And then also ask yourself, like, why do you have to do this thing by a certain time? Like, why are you saying it has to be this age or when? Like there's not really a deadline on mo- on some of these things. Yes, sure. But some of these things, maybe there's not. So if there doesn't have to be a deadline on it, don't make yourself feel pressured like you have to do something by a certain amount of time. We have our whole life to feel fulfilled. We have our whole life to accomplish our careers. We have a, our entire life to accomplish all of the things that we want to do personally. And like there is so, so many years to go of life where we can do so many things to look forward to. And so I wish I knew this in my 20s and I wish I would have done this exercise earlier in my life. And now I'm so glad that I did because it has taken so much pressure off of me to feel like I have to do these things. And it's given me the grace to be truly, genuinely happy for my friends who accomplish these things, who are maybe doing something personally that I haven't done yet, but it's okay because I know my time will come and it's okay with it. And I can go and celebrate them and be happy for them and know that I have my own timeline and this is my own life. And this is my own thing going on for me. And I can be happy for them and not be sad for myself at the same time. I know you guys are going to be excited about this one because I have a code for you guys for Nutrafol, which you guys know that I love. I think you guys are always like, what's the code? I missed it last time. So it's Mariana if you guys want to get $10 off. And if you don't know, I love this product. I've been taking it. My mom has been using it. 
her before and afters are incredible, which is why I like always share them because I just cannot believe how different her hair looks. And then I just got my hair done the other day and my stylist noticed I had all this regrowth around my hairline, which is really where I've been focusing so much of this because I feel like just like from pulling my hair back and like I have different thinning areas. So I really needed help from this and the fact that my stylist noticed it. I was like, okay, wow, it's definitely working. So 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. And Nutrafol helps support healthy growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. They also have three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code Mariana to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Mariana. It's finally spring and I'm so happy because in Los Angeles, this is where I live, it's been so rainy and cold, but it's finally warm again, which means that I'm wearing dresses and skirts and shorts. And that also means that I need to be shaving my legs. I definitely got away with it a little less frequently in the winter, but it's definitely time to bring out my razor again more consistently. I have really dry skin on my legs and I also have sensitive skin. So when I'm looking for something, I want to find something that's moisturizing, hydrating, and not going to irritate my skin. I think you guys will love this one that I just discovered. I started using the shaving cream and I love how it feels on my skin. Athena Club's razor has thousands of five-star reviews from customers and it's designed with a built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on curves. The razor blade is surrounded by water activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid and these are holy grails in skincare. And the best part is the razor kit is only $10 and comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for the shower storage and your choice of handle color. The handle colors are so cute. They even have black and white razors for all of you minimalists out there and I have a blue one. It's very cute. Athena Club also has the most amazing shave foam that will leave your skin feeling soft, hydrated, and smooth. It's the most amazing texture when you apply it to your skin. I just love how the foam feels before shaving. So show your skin you care with the Athena Club Razor Kit. Head to athenaclub.com and use code Mariana for 25% off your first order. Again, that's athenaclub.com and use code Mariana for 25% off. Athena Club also has launched in Target stores nationwide, so make sure to check out the shaving aisle to buy their products in-store in real life. Go to athenaclub.com and use code Mariana today and you'll get 25% off your first order. That question kind of leads to the next one, which is thoughts on egg freezing and making embryos. And a lot of things in life we can't control, like the things and times and dates. And if you are thinking about freezing your eggs or freezing embryos, I would definitely encourage you to do this. I have so many friends who have tried to become mothers at later times in their life, or they become mothers their own certain ways. I think it takes so much pressure off of having dates and deadlines and feeling pressured to do things by a certain age. So if it lets you have the freedom and flexibility to do things in your own time, I definitely would encourage you to do that. And advice that I have from some of my friends that are in their 40s and beyond is the earlier you realize you want to do this and the younger you can, the better it is. So definitely do that or at least start exploring it if that's something that you think you might want to do in the future. I love this next question because it's something that I just love and it's 
top three manifestation tips. And I am really big on manifesting, but I'm also big on you have to manifest things and then actually do something to make it possible. But having something visual to help manifest and then really journaling and thinking through these things is really helpful to actually make these things happen. So one is to just have clear goals in mind for yourself. And so having an idea of like, what are these things you want to manifest or happen in your life and being very, very clear on them. So not just big picture, like general, but like how specific can you get? And then on a piece of paper, what I like to do is I write that like top big goal or thing I'm manifesting. And then I try to write down everything on that piece of paper that could make that possible. And what things can I do to make this dream a reality? And then are the things I'm doing every day aligned with that goal that I'm working towards? So let's say you have this big thing you're manifesting and you're going through your to-do list for the day and you're doing something and you're asking yourself like, oh, do I have time to do this? Yes or no. Or did I make time for these things? Like, are these things aligned with the thing that I'm trying to manifest towards? Yes or no. And if it's working towards that goal, then you obviously want to hopefully make time to do those things in your life. Another way that I like to manifest things is to make vision boards. So at the end of each year, I plan a vision board out for the next year. I have episodes every year on how to do this and how I do this. And not only is it great to have this vision board, but you want to put it somewhere that you can actually see it. So can you hang it in your office? Can you put it in your bedroom? Is there somewhere you could put it in your bathroom? Like where can you see it every single day? And something I like to do for myself is to make like mini monthly motivational, aspirational manifesting boards for myself. So I'll make a little board on Pinterest or I'll make it on my phone and then I just make it the background of my phone. So whatever it is that I'm currently manifesting, think about how many times you pick up your phone every day. So if you're picking up your phone and you're looking at the background, is there a quote that is helpful for what you're manifesting? Is there a picture of what you're aspiring to do? Is there something where you can keep it top of mind? So whenever you're making a decision, it's going with that thing in mind. I really believe like visualizing and seeing something is really helpful. And every day I journal, I practice gratitude, I manifest. And a lot of times I listen to manifesting meditations or affirmations. And I really try to think through the things that I want to accomplish and what would that feel like if it happened. So I'll just do like a little exercise with you right now. So imagine something you're manifesting for yourself. Imagine that if you had it and this was your daily life right now, how would that feel? How would you feel if you had that job? How would you feel if you were in that relationship? How would you feel in this position or if you were accomplishing the thing that you wanted? Like, what does this truly genuinely feel like for you? And start getting used to that feeling so that you don't feel imposter syndrome around it, that you really feel like, wow, I have prepared myself physically and emotionally for this thing that I'm manifesting. So when the time comes, I know that it's really for me. And then I like to really visualize it. So Imagine what does it feel like? What does it look like? If you're walking into a certain job, when you walk into the office, how does that feel? If it's a headline around the thing you want to accomplish, what does that look like? What would a headline look like? Can you print out a fake headline and put it on your phone so that you can see what this maybe news article might say one day, like so-and-so got a promotion to this job or whatever it is that you're manifesting for yourself and really start to visualize it and then believe in yourself. So it's one thing to manifest something, but you really want to believe that it's possible and believe that it's meant for you. So when I'm manifesting something, I think, of course it can be me. And so the reason why I love podcasts and I love following people that I aspire to have careers or lives like on Instagram is because I'm inspired by them. And I think if they did it, why not me? If it's possible for this person and I've seen somebody do it, that means it's possible for me to achieve it too. And I love following people who I'm inspired by. 
So to recap here, some of my top three motivational manifestation tips are one, to visualize these goals for yourself, whether it's a vision board, and then write them out and do all the things that you need to do to accomplish it. Follow like-minded accounts or people or podcasts so that you can see what people who you aspire to be like are doing in their everyday life and to learn from them and to show you what's possible in your career or personally or professionally, whatever it is you want to manifest for yourself. And then the third thing is to sit and really manifest and feel and visualize and envision what these things would feel like for you that you are manifesting so that you can really prepare yourself and your body and your mind to accomplish the things that you're working towards. The next question is, how did I find my personal style? And it's definitely evolved but I think it's always sort of stayed the same. And a lot of it has been as I've gotten a little bit older, I just feel more sure in my personal style and how I like to dress. And I found that there are certain pieces I've kept in my closet over years and there's certain things where I end up wanting to donate or sell or get rid of them. And I've noticed there's like similarities between the things that I keep and the things that I don't wanna keep and why. I actually just did a spring closet clean out and a lot of the things that I kept were very classic pieces, like things that were not very trendy that I knew I could wear for many, many years. So it's denim that fits me really good. It's white tees because I can wear them with everything. It's blazers because I can wear them out or I can wear them to work. It's jackets that I can style in different ways. And so I love a very neutral color palette. And the reason why I like this isn't because I'm just like, oh, everything has to be neutral. It's because I know if I have a color palette of things that I can mix and match, I have so many different endless options of things that I can wear when everything goes together. I have a couple really random colorful things that I like to wear in spring or summer or for certain events. And I have such a hard time styling them because I have nothing to match with them. So when everything matches, it just makes it overall easier for me to get dressed. If you go back and listen to my episode with Alison Bornstein, it was such a great episode. You might have seen her on TikTok where she talks about finding your three style words. And it's really helpful when either styling outfits for yourself or buying new pieces of looking through them with this lens of what are my three words. And I don't necessarily have three words, but I have a way that I like to describe my personal style. I'd be interested if you guys think the same thing, because I'm sure you guys follow me on Instagram and see how I like to dress. But I like to be like chic, put together, comfortable, casual, and elevated, which is kind of a lot of words. But the reason why I like these words is number one to me is the most important is to be comfortable. No matter what I'm in, I want to feel like myself and be in things that are comfortable. If I'm in uncomfortable fabrics or things that just don't fit me well or like tight or itchy, I don't feel great and I don't feel confident. So I need to be comfortable to feel my best. And in a lot of situations, if I'm going to work or I'm shooting content, I want to feel good in the things that I'm wearing and I want to feel like me. I don't want to feel like I'm playing dress up. I want to feel like myself. And so that's why comfort in actual like comfortable materials or comfort as like I feel confident in the things I'm wearing is really important to me. I'm also in California, so it's a little bit more laid back here and I definitely dress situationally. So I travel a lot for work. And so if I'm in LA, I dress a little bit different than I'm in Paris or I'm in New York, but it's definitely like weather driven when I go to these certain places. And fashion weeks are a really fun place for me to experiment with style or loan things that maybe I wouldn't buy, but I get to wear once that's like really fun for me. So I get to experiment in different ways. But if I'm investing in buying clothes for myself, I definitely like to look at it through this lens of if I'm buying this thing, do I feel confident in this? Do I like how this looks on me? Can I wear it in different ways? Is this a one-time occasional thing or can I really wear it in different situations? Like if I'm buying a dress, for example, like 
if I'm going to a wedding and I need a dress, yes, I want to wear this dress for this special occasion, but can I wear it in other times other than this one occasion I'm going to? Like, is this a multi-wear type of product? And so I like to think about that, especially when I'm investing in something that is really expensive. I want to find it in different ways. A good exercise you can do for yourself to find your own personal style is whenever you see an outfit that comes up on Instagram that you like somebody wore, just save it and start saving pictures. And maybe you start to notice that there's a similarity in these outfits or the way that people dress or how they style something or how they wear something and just start saving them. And let's say you saved pictures over the last couple months and you notice that in a lot of these pictures, everyone's wearing white denim. Then maybe it's time to invest in a pair of white denim for yourself. And then you have those reference pictures of how they styled it. Another way is to go on Pinterest and I start searching either people that I like or style that I like. And then I'll go into related pictures and I just start saving all of these pictures of things that I really like and ways that people style something. And I might already have those things in my own wardrobe, but maybe I didn't think about putting things together in that way. And so I'll use those pictures as inspo to style pictures for myself. And I love following people whose style is either similar to mine or it's really different. And maybe they wear things in an unexpected way that I wouldn't think of. And a really good way to figure out what you like for yourself if you're unsure is go through some of your maybe Instagram pictures or pictures on your camera roll. What are some of your favorite outfits that you've worn in the last year? Like what outfits do you see that you're like, wow, I just love how this looked on myself or it was so easy for me to wear this thing or I felt my most comfortable and confident in this outfit and start saving pictures from your own wardrobe that you like and then start buying pieces around those things that you really like and then look at those and maybe ask your other friends, like how would you describe my style? And if they're like, oh, I love your style because it's a little bit boho, but it's also one word that I like recently that I keep seeing on TikTok. I think it's called like coastal California. And it's like a little bit Western, a little bit California, a little bit boho. And it's like a mix of like cute dresses with like Western boots. And I'm like, oh, what a cute style this is. So maybe that's a way that your friends would describe your style so you can start shopping around those certain things. And maybe you would have never thought that's how a friend would describe your style. But by having those keywords from people, it's really helpful. And then maybe there's some style words that you want to aspire to have. So maybe it's that you want to be colorful or playful. So maybe you start looking for colorful fabrics or playful silhouettes, or it's different materials or the way that you're styling things around these words that you like, like my best friend who we're going through her own style words. And one of her style words is athletic. And it's not that it's athletic as in sporty, but it's athletic as in types of fabrics. So she likes technical, like swishy fabrics, like things that are made from something that maybe would be a jacket that you would wear, or it's a certain tie that's on something, or it's a way that things are put together. Like it's a track pant, but they're made of suit material, but it looks like a track pant. So she likes this sort of edge to the way that she dresses. So I always like to think of those things when you're shopping, it's like fitting into either the style you currently have or the style that you aspire to have. And the last question I wanted to answer, someone asked is, why did you want to start this podcast? And I started this podcast in the pandemic because I think it was always the things that I wanted to do. I just didn't really ever feel like Instagram was the right platform. It wasn't long form enough. And I have so many aspects in my career and things that I care about and things that I'm just genuinely curious about. So if it's something I'm curious about and I want to find someone to talk about gut health, I want to just have that conversation on here and share it with you guys. If I'm learning about time management for myself, who can I interview that's going to teach something to me that I can teach with you guys. I have such an amazing, incredible network of friends and peers who have done amazing things in their career as either influencers and creators or brand founders. And what can I learn from them that I can share with you guys if you guys aspire to have a career like them? And so I thought if I have so many great people in my life that I can call on for advice, I want to share that with you. And if this is a place where I can motivate you, inspire you, connect with you more. That's what I wanted to do here. And so I love doing this so much. Like this podcast is such an amazing place for me to 
connect with you on a deeper level than I can on Instagram. Like even this Q and I would have never been able to talk this in depth about these things on Instagram stories. So I love that I got to sit down and actually go through these questions with you, talk with you more in depth. And I love that I get to bring you something each week that I hope helps and add value to your life in some sort of way. So whether you're driving on the way to work and you're listening to it and you want to feel motivated or you're going for a walk and you're learning something new, I hope that it inspires you in some sort of way. You found a new company to aspire to be like, or you found a founder who you are really interested in their journey and you want to learn more from them, or maybe you found a product that you want to try. And so I think these are all the things I wanted to do in my career. It's just a different kind of platform than I ever thought I would do, but I love doing this so much. It is my most favorite thing. I truly, truly enjoy the time I get to sit down and record and interview and bring you this type of content every single week. So thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your time and your Tuesdays and your week. So thank you so much. I love doing this Q&A. If you guys want more of these, comment on Instagram and let me know. I will post more questions boxes in the future if you guys were into this episode. And don't forget to subscribe because I've got new episodes every Tuesday and I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.